Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Communication Means Talking Together. My name is Arjun Bakshi. A topic that I thought we'd pick up today is that of authenticity. This word came up not too many years ago and it sort of just took over the corporate discussion realm, be it on LinkedIn, be it uh, in YouTube videos, training seminars, you name it. You couldn't be authentic enough, we were told. And so now that we've sort of had a few years to sit on it, think about it, and really try it out in the in the wild, if you will, in the field, what have we learned about authenticity? And there are some questions that are very, very valid. And the first question is, does it even exist? Is there such a thing as true, actual authenticity? Number two, why did we pick such a pretentious word? Why can't you just we just say being real? We'll get to that. Another one is, is there a form of authenticity, assuming it is possible, assuming there is a, a way to go about it, that can be practiced in one's day-to-day -day life, be it at work, be it, you know, in one's social life? Let's get to all of these one by one. So the first thing is, what is authenticity and um, can can it be done? So let's let's talk about definitions. For something to be authentic, it must be genuine, it must be real. And if you think about the root word authentic and author, right, it comes from you. You are the creator of it. You are the one going about it. It's not you know, it's like if you think it, you're saying it. If it is you, you project it. And the idea is very simple, that we're not pretending to be anything. No one is telling us how to act, how to speak, how to behave. We're doing what we're supposedly wanting to do and feel is appropriate for the situation. So that's a very general, nebulous, abstract way of thinking about authenticity. Now, the reality, of course, is when we talk about authenticity in the world, we talk about it largely in, in, in a professional sense. So your typical CEO could be a politician, could be the head of a bank, could be, you know, someone of, I guess, note, uh, someone who has a say in decisions that affect other people. Um, that That's probably where we're going with the idea. And so for uh, us to keep thinking about this, imagine for a minute that you have lots of personal thoughts and feelings, as we all do. Uh, you have certain favorite movies, you have certain favorite books, you have certain likes and dislikes. And not all of those things are going to be innocent. Some things are going to be controversial. Some things are going to be, well, if you said it out loud, some people would agree with you and others wouldn't, right? And so you lose half the room. Just on a simple question like, what's a good movie, this one or that one? You might lose half the room on a simple question. Or what should we have for dinner? You might lose half the room because half the room wants a burrito and you want a pizza, right? Although between you and me, pizza is probably a winner most often, but just for the sake of the example. All right. So what we have here is not true quote unquote authenticity. Imagine me, you know, uh, putting the bunny ears with my fingers and uh, 
so what you have instead is a kind of practiced authenticity. Uh, you know what reminded me, uh, um, I don't know about you, I'm a big fan of the Dark Knight trilogy, the Batman movies, right? The Christopher Nolan ones. Not what came before and not what came after. Just the Christopher Nolan stuff. So uh, a question uh, or, or, you know, a lot of people asked uh, the filmmakers in that series was, how real are you trying to be? Like, okay, you're talking about how would Batman actually make the Bat suit or the Batmobile or would it really work? And um, how would he get the training and so on needed to be a superhero crime fighter who does not have physical superpowers, unlike, let's say, Superman or Spider-Man. And so the idea being that, you know, I think they were pretty upfront with the idea that you can't be real, real. But what you can do is create a kind of cinematic reality that it feels raw and special and on and on the edge. But, you know, you're not necessarily saying this is exactly how it could be done in the quote unquote real world. So the idea being that in every field, uh, the arts especially, realism, and just think about the word I said, realism rather than reality, right? Everything is couched, everything comes through a frame, everything comes through some kind of filter, some kind of parameters are put to make it palatable, to package it, and to put it in front of other people. So if I just cut to the chase and I talk about authenticity the way I see it, and you can always you know, drop a line and, you know, share your, share your opinions. I think authenticity, what it, what it comes down through for me is the ability to take the essence of who you are, create an experience for the other person, the person you're speaking with, that is based on your true essence, but that is packaged for the politeness, for the cultural considerations, for the situational considerations, and for the purpose that you are uh, engaging in. So, for example, if you are in a in a situation where it's like highly formal situation, right? It's like a, an award ceremony, right? Very formal situation. Uh, or you you would have one kind of quote unquote authenticity. It's you know proper. You're wearing black tie and so forth, and 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 you're doing your best to be proper, sit straight in your chair and so on. You're at home. It's a whole different thing. You're in your jammies, your sweatshirt. You're, you're watching TV. You have your feet up on the couch, um, and and that's much more informal authenticity. It's still you. Both are you, right? We we have to be able to be formal. And if we are unable to be formal, we don't get very far in life. At the same time, if we can't let our hair down and be informal in our private lives, um, you know, it's very difficult to get through life like that. So let's put it this way. Authenticity is always filtered, managed. Um, and we, we have to have this inbuilt assumption in there of, you know, being able to toggle up and toggle down regarding formality, uh, adapted to a situation. Uh, obviously, um, you know, if, if you're speaking to people from X country, you use their language. If you speak to people from Y country, you use their language. And even if those two different countries speak English, and let's say you're an English speaker, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you're still sort of, you know, finding some way to adapt to the cultural norms, to the situational requirements of those two countries. So let's uh, do a quick tangent on the second item, which was 
why don't why why do we use such a pretentious sounding term like authenticity why can't we just say be real well you know on the one hand it's like that's a good point and on the other hand when we use um multi-syllable terms like authenticity what we're trying to do is we're trying to take a lot of things that are unsaid uh, or high context or subtle or implied and we're trying to package it into a concept so when i say hey be real with me what i'm really trying to say is uh speak the truth right and in that moment you're you're giving the other person permission in fact you're almost demanding that they speak truly and, and bluntly and don't try and uh, sugarcoat anything, right? Whereas when you talk about authenticity, it is what we were talking about earlier. There's the, there are the trappings of filter um, and managed uh, expectations and cultural expectations and situations, you know, um, adaptations. So let's try and work out an example. Let's say I'm angry. Okay, I'm angry at a colleague or a coworker. Okay, and I want to try and find a way to address the conflict without hurting our relationship. Okay, think for a minute. First, the the word choice there. I want. To, I I said I want to address our conflict. Okay, and I'm also talking about a relationship. Like I I don't want to lose the friend part of the colleague, uh, you know, relationship that I do have. And I certainly want to at least be able to be cordial and not, you know, have the other person not, not look at me when we cross in the hallway and so forth. Anyway, so what are some ways that I can, uh, if, if, if I was just being real, I would say, Hey, I feel very bad when, when this happens and I feel very terrible when that happens. Right. And what can happen there? is absolutely you're finding you know the the words to give voice to your concerns and most importantly you're making sure that you're not just waiting or hinting or passive aggressively nudging the other person you're you're being open in the clear and say this is what's concerning me this is what bothers me and i think where something like authenticity takes it one step further is you know that this is a process you know that this is something that requires a certain sequence of steps and most importantly um what you're trying to do is then not just say what's on your mind and be angry and let it out let out steam right which is quote unquote being real but you're trying to also acknowledge that that other person has some thoughts and feelings too and maybe we should hear him out right and so as much as it's easy to make fun of um, a, a high syllable word like uh, authenticity there is some stuff put into it if you really look at it not everybody uses it that way i think some people definitely do use it as a substitute a more intellectual sounding substitute for being real but certainly the way I use it and the way I hope other people use it more is that it is a multifaceted term, but it is a managed term, a filtered term, a term with parameters. It is not direct and pure in that sense. Maybe good, but it is not um, made out of whole cloth. So those were a few thoughts on authenticity and in terms of maybe how we might practice it, how we might utilize it in the real world.
I think that the example I gave, you know, is a good starting point. The first point is um, we have to be able to see ourselves. And I think that's one thing that gets lost in all the discussion of authenticity is we're unable to look at who we are and we're unable to know who we are. And by doing that, we create a persona that we think people want and we think this is what will work in a given situation and it doesn't. Um, and it fails and then we are terribly at, at, a, at a crisis of our own. Uh, However, if what we do have is a good sense of who we are, of the essence of who we are, however you might define that, write that down somewhere and make that your starting point. The second piece, just as important, is being able to find the words to express it in a way that it's simple. As they say in Silicon Valley, if you can explain something to a five-year-old, you understand it, and the concept will, by definition, make sense. So try and take your thoughts, your authentic thoughts, and put it in a couple, uh, couple lines in simple enough terms that a fifth grader could, or, or five-year-old, I suppose, could, could, could comprehend some version of it, as the case may be. The next piece is, um, especially if it's a sensitive item, you might want to try it out with a friend first. Uh, especially if, you know, like in the example I was talking about where it's a, a conflict with a colleague or, or uh, you know, somebody that you work with, somebody in your ecosystem. So once you try out the, the sort of sharing of concerns, make sure that your friend, the person who, who you're rehearsing with, is able to give you the thumbs up, the green light that, yes, it's coming across as a sincere pain and concern rather than a complaint or finger pointing because that there's a very fine line between those two and it can take simple intonation errors to push you from one side into the other you know and so the test if it's a sensitive topic it's probably a good idea the second thing to make sure is to know what is it you really want out of that conflict resolution interaction um, it's some people don't think very far ahead and some people might just be uh, thinking about getting things off their chest, right? Quote unquote, being real, like we were talking. And so while that's very laudable, it it's incomplete because there's going to be a reaction to your action, whether you like it or not. So what do you think the reaction will be? And maybe your rehearsal partner will be able to give you some inkling of what you could expect. And then how do you feel about the reaction? Do you feel the reaction is the one you want? Do you feel like if you change the way you word things, you will get a better or more suitable or preferred reaction? Those are some things we can work out in our practice. And then with a little bit of luck, you can try this out. Um, you know, letting the other person know, I, you know, you can even front end it. I mean no harm. I'm just trying to work out um, our, our disagreement and make sure we're on the same page. And if you set the tone like that, then they know you're not trying to come at them with some hurtful comment. You're really just trying to set things straight and make sure that 
Again, the two of you are on the same page. So, to bring it all back, authenticity, what is it really? You know, is it just sharing your uh, anger and pain? Probably not. Is it being who you are, no matter where you are, where you, who, or whom you're with? No. Uh, can you be totally yourself the way you are with your close friends or family? Uh, can you be that same person at work? Not 100%. But the idea is certainly true that what we're trying our best to do is to be a little bit less formal, uh, a little bit less cold and distant in, you know, our work relationships. And in addition to that, I think what we're trying to do is to make sure that the way the style of leadership, style of communication, the kind of word choices we might have, Ask yourself, like, does that read true for who you are? Be it how you address someone in your email, be it, uh, you know, what what color choices you might have in a PowerPoint slide. And trying to stay, you know, on brand and true to yourself and yet keep, you know, a, a check on the situation, the expectations of your audience and the culture you're you're existing in and working off of. I think all of those things are great points to keep in mind so you can be smartly and correctly authentic. And that's that's all we got here today in this episode, everyone. Hope it was fun and useful for you. Feel free to drop us a line, culturespeak.com. Just fill out the form and say hello. And uh, as always, have a wonderful weekend.